Hello and welcome to the Pig Edge, Chagas Pig podcast with me, Kieran Carroll, bringing you all the latest news, information and advice to keep Irish pig farmers up to date. And for this episode, we're looking at health and safety on the farm with Francis Bly, health and safety specialist with Chagas. And I first asked Francis, could you tell us what the situation was on farms currently regarding health and safety and are there any indications that trends are improving? We had a good year last year um, from the perspective of numbers were down. Um, I suppose what I should say is the data from the Health and Safety Authority tell us that across all enterprises, um, you know, sadly, 10 people lost their lives last year in 2021 um, on, on farms. And unfortunately, so far this year, we're at 10. So 10 families this year have lost lost loved one, which is very sad for those people and, and their communities. Um, when we look across, I suppose, What's causing these accidents over the last 10 years, we see that tractors and farm vehicles are, are, are normally uh, and, and have over the last 10 years caused half those fatalities. Falls from heights, 10%. Falling loads, 7%. Animal related are, are, are always, and again, in the last 10 years, 19% of deaths, around that 19, 20% of deaths. And drowning gas, uh, gassing and, and timber related bit up the remaining for the period. Would you have any specifics on pig farms relative to the overall picture of, of health and safety and causes of accidents? Yeah, so for, for pig farms, in the last 10 years, um, you know, the HSA recorded one, one debt to uh, a pig farmer or a pig farmer lost, one pig farmer lost their life um, to, due to a farm accident, uh, which is very sad for, for, for that family and, you know, condolences in, 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 in that. What I would say is that, you know, when we, when we think about pig farms, we need to think about the big risks and sometimes, you know, injuries are, are where the big problems are. And sometimes also people don't think about the injuries that maybe are, are, are slow and don't happen all of a sudden, you know, like breaking an arm. Injuries like, we say, exposure to dust and gases and microorganisms are one of the big issues on pig farms. You know, the air within pig buildings can contain many contaminants that are hazardous. There's lots of particulates there, like animal dander, faecal material, urine, you know, from pigs and rodents feed components, bedding materials, absorb gases, chemicals, they're all there in those buildings uh, and they can have, effect on, have an effect on your, on your, on your respiratory system. Um, you know, some 70 to 90% of swine dust is thought to be biologically active in its effects. So that's, that's a big problem. Um, and you might ask me, Kieran, what, what can be done about that? And, and, and that's, that's a good question. Like, you know, what I would say is, you know, HSA guidance, the Health and Safety Authority guidance uh, in relation to this is making sure and all pig farmers do their best in this regard, you know, regular and thorough cleaning, regular maintenance of, of equipment and feeding equipment, um, you know, putting in small amounts of, of, of vegetable oil can reduce dust and odours and gases. Keeping your the, the swine calm, you know, when they're being moved, uh, exciting them can increase dust concentrations. Obviously, air filtration is important. You know, well-designed and managed filter, uh, filtration and ventilation systems are very, very important. You know, that they're properly sized, that they have proper fans, and they're distributing the air uh, through the inlets and controls in, in a good fashion. Um, nitrogen concentration, then trying to reduce that. How do you do that? Possibly the best way is is through reducing the amount of protein in, in the diets, you know. So that needs to be managed, and you need to do that in consultation with with your advisors. Um, 
personal equipment, personal protective equipment is always the last line of defense. It's when everything else isn't working for you, you have to re- resort to the personal protective equipment. And what do we need to, to keep in mind in relation to that is, I suppose, making sure that the people that are using the personal protective equipment, when they're using it, they know why they're using it and where to use it. So you need to have them properly trained in in, in identifying when it's needed and using it correctly, making sure it's correct fitting, um, that the right masks masks are used in the right places. And, you know, obviously in places where, like, you know, where there's toxic gases, you need to have proper training and it's only a situation where breathing apparatus can be used in those situations. So what I'm saying really there is the right equipment in the right place and proper training to know uh, where to use it. Um, and obviously when you have finished with your PPE, it's important that it's that 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 it's cleaned, it's it's um it's separated and it's disposed of uh, correctly. Pig farming it's a physically demanding job, uh, Francis, you know. So like there's jobs around the place like uh, tagging, mo- moving pigs, weighing pigs, a lot of manual work involved in that, and a lot of uh, walking, I suppose, on average pig farms can can farmers can walk up to twenty thousand steps per day. Have you any evidence of the ill effects of the physical demands of the day to day job? Yes, um, Kieran. Musculoskeletal disorders or uh, MSDs, as we do say, are the greatest cause to farmer occupational ill health. Um, with more than half of farmers affected annually. You know, you might ask what parts of the body are affected. Back, knees, hips are the main ones. You know, and it's important to kind of think about this in in the context of the type of work that you're trying to do. Over 80% of MSD injuries are ca- cause more than three work days lost, with 24% causing more than 30 days lost. So why is it happening? You know, it's happening due to, I suppose, lack of a preventative approaches to avoid heavy lifting, overreaching, twisting the spine. Um, you know, you need to think about the routine, uh, about what's been done on farms um, and how it's been done. You know, are, are you able to make changes to help make the jobs more efficient, reduce stress in the body? Is there equipment that can you can use or to to make the job easier and require less lifting? And obviously, when you're lifting, it's important to make sure that you and everybody else in the farm are properly trained to lifting. So you know, taking time out to do that manual handling course, you know, the training will show you how to lift the load, how to keep it close to your body, how to lift different types of loads, the importance of workstations and their height. Uh, and 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 exercise and and managing exercise and and um, stretches you know Jordan and and before uh, doing types of work. Um, you might you mentioned the twenty thousand steps, uh, Kieran, and and what I would say there is, it's very important. And uh, you know people like yourself would always say it's important to keep an eye on your on your footwear. You know if you were going out to do a run and there was going to be twenty thousand steps, you'd always make sure you had good runners. So it's also important in the in the work workplace that you have good footwear not using wellingtons trying to, to make making sure you have your boots um you know change them regularly maybe every six months uh, look at the sole it's important to look at the sole for wear you know if the soles are wearing on one side or the other it might mean that you know obviously you you, you could have issues with your knees or your hips uh, or your spine and later if you don't have it at the moment you might have it in a few weeks or months or years if you don't take action um, and obviously surfaces around the yard are important to make sure that they're non-slip and and that the you know that they're they it, it increases the efficiency and the management of getting around the farm very good yeah some good practical advice there uh, in terms of legal requirements you know on pig farms uh, what are the legal requirements you know from a health and safety perspective so the legal requirements uh, are are 
listed under the the Safety, Health and Welfare Work Act 2005. Um, and what they require really are uh, of employers or of the pig farmer is to do everything so far as reasonably practical to reduce risks. Um, so you must have a risk assessment, you know, and that is required for three or, or less employees or a safety statement if it's more than three employees. So employer has a primary duty to provide a safe place and system of work. Um, and really, the, the, the ethos on the farm must be that all accidents can be avoided. So the Health and Safety Authority have a, an electronic platform um, um, through a private company. It's called bsmart.ie. And that actually works to provide, a, 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 I suppose, what would you call it? Um, it's, it's a platform where you can actually develop your own safety statement for your own farm. And it's important that all farmers have a safety statement prepared. Some farmers will, require, will uh, I suppose, hire consultants to provide their safety statement. And other farmers can use this HSA uh, portal to develop their own safety statement for the farm. But it's vitally important that it's in place. Okay, very good. And in terms of training, you mentioned training earlier. Um, what, what training for equipment operation uh, is needed uh, on farms or needs to be provided, let's say, on farms? So I might go back to, Kieran, go back to saying that, you know, when you have people working on your farm, you need to make sure that they're competent to do the job. And you need to make sure that, you know, the types of jobs that they're doing, that, you know, they're not putting themselves at risk or anybody else at risk on their farm, on the farm. So training is really kind of dependent on the type of work that the actual person is going to do. Um, and that means that uh, the person, you as the pig farmer, must decide what training is required to do. So obviously, if a person is working, we'll say a forklift in the in the in the stores or, or moving moving materials around the yard, then then they need to be. You need to spend time with them, making sure that they're able to operate that forklift. Obviously, forklift training is is it would be would be useful for that particular individual. Other types of courses that you you might consider appropriate and needed and required would be manual handling training. Um, you know. Teleporter, maybe if there's a teleporter in in the yard, uh, first aid training, half day safety courses, maybe fire officer training could be important as well. So what I'm saying really there is, depending on the type of pig farm that you are and their size and the amount of activity that's taking place, the type of equipment that's on site, it's important to have a training record uh, or a training plan for the farm and that your employees are part of that plan and that every year you, you decide um, what type of training is required and that individuals within your farm actually take part in that training and over time you know it, it will it will pay dividends in relation to making the farm safer and employees happier and more responsible about the type of work they're doing and more competent to do it yeah that make, makes perfect sense everybody involved in it from from the start yeah you mentioned also a person protective equipment ppe there earlier and you know i suppose it's universally recognized to protect ourselves and we heard a lot about it throughout covid and that um but it is commonplace on farms to have PPE and dry PPE. What, what safety materials are essential for pig farms? So for, for pig farms, again, it depends on the type of work that's taking place. And, and some, some, I suppose, pig farmers will hire in type, uh, different types of contractors to do different types of work. But generally, I suppose what we're talking about here is that there's a sufficient supply of, of, of quality and approved gloves, coveralls, wellingtons, masks, aprons, goggles, ear defenders. You know, the list is, 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 can be as big or as small, um, depending on the type of a farm. But you need to have the type of equipment on your farm available for your employees and yourself to make that job um, safe. And as I said before, you need to try and put controls in place to, you know, ensure that the job is, is done 
uh, in a way that, you know, means that you have the least amount of PPE required, but when it's required, it needs to be in place and it needs to be um, in good quality and, and good order and used and worn um, appropriately. And, and terms then, look, if we, if we look at pig farms, they, they, they have casual labour, they have permanent people working there full time with them. What are the duties of the employers from a health and safety perspective? And also then on the, the other side of it, what's, what's the, the responsibility of the employee? What's, you know, to their duties on the farm? The Safety, Health and Welfare at Work 2005 Act places responsibilities on both the employer and employee. So the employer must provide and maintain a safe place of work, equipment, safe systems and organisation of work. And also checking and ensuring the competence of employees, providing information, instruction and training to those employees. So that's there's a large amount of, of responsibility there for the employer. But on the other side also, the employee must cooperate with their employer in complying with the safety, health and welfare work legislation. They must take care to avoid injury or ill health to themselves or others. They must report any defects they notice to their employer in the place or system of work which they might be, which there might be a hazard. And they must use all items, equipment or personal protective equipment in a safe manner. Um, So, you know, again, it means that as part of the management, safety management system on the farm, all that needs to, to be kind of connected together and that the employer, employee are working hand in glove in relation to making sure that the farm is as safe as possible. Moving on then, in, in, on the undesirable situation where an accident does happen on farms, what, what steps should be taken? Well, the first thing really to think about is that the person that had the accident happened to, you know, you need to provide first aid and there needs to be a person there on site that can provide that first aid. And obviously then, you know, when necessary, ring in the, um, the emergency services 999 or 112. It's always very important to have the air code of the farm um, posted up in a lot of different places around the farm so that that is identify- easily identifiable by yourself and others that are working on the farm. It's the legal requirement to notify the HSA if a workplace accident uh, prevents a person from performing their normal duties of work for more than three calendar days, not including the date of the accident. Look, farmers, you know, often overlook their own personal health. You know, they put the farm or other commitments, family, external interests first and leave their own well-being to the end of the list of priorities. And if you look at what pig farmers have gone through the last 12, 18 months, you know, they've experienced serious challenges, you know, from poor pig prices, increasing input prices and new regulations coming on the line as well. Can you give some tips on how farmers can look after themselves first and foremost? It's a tough world out there um, after COVID and with, with the issues associated with, as you said there, prices and, you know, financial worries. And in addition to that, then fatigue and trying to work long hours and trying to find staff. Um, it's not easy. So, like, you know, I'd encourage all farmers to talk to each other, first of all. So it's important, like most farmers, uh, big farmers are dealing with the same problems and other farmers as also. Um, so it's it's important to talk to each other first, and it's also also very important to talk to advisors and other um, you know support organisations, um, so that you know you kind of share share your problems. And obviously, there are there are kind of certain solutions out there that can help. It's also important then to kind of mind yourself in relation to you know develop off farm interests, trying to do things that are a little bit different, getting away from the farm and getting you know getting a bit of help in. Uh, I know financially it's, it's it's difficult to do that, but making sure that you can get away very regularly from the farm and get a bit of time for yourself and your family. Um, always do, you know, your health check regularly, uh, yearly with your health professional. Um, you know, 
making sure obviously that you're getting plenty of food and and and, and water and sleep um you know if there are issues from a health perspective don't kind of ignore them you know get get help with them talk about them make sure that you're that you're you're trying to take action associated with them um on the farm making sure you have your first aid box uh there and and it's well stocked bring a charge mobile phone with you when you're when you're working around the farm and and, and not being alone um so and just i might just follow uh, maybe the last thing i might say is that bit about talking to each other as farmers and talking to your advisor is very important you know um, sometimes issues can be solved and you can get help with these these problems that you might you might have yeah no that, that's excellent and, and we we did a podcast with george graham on mental health and well-being there back in april and it was excellent so some listeners might want to go back and have a listen to that as well as well, well worth hearing as well in terms of just some work specific questions that that I, I would have heard from farmers and advisors there of late when we were talking about putting this podcast together asbestos sheeting it was once very commonly used you know as a product and still in situ in some older buildings on farms what would you recommend you know from the point of view of if a building needs to be demolished or refurbished or whatever in terms of asbestos removal yeah so obviously asbestos is is highly carcinogenic um so once you're in the zone of thinking about uh, demolishing or, or refurbishing a building you need to think about uh, about the contractor you're going to hire to do the work either you or the, that contractor are going to hire, have to hire or have the ability to remove that um, asbestos um, within, I suppose, the legal requirements. And that really means that, you know, they have to have the capacity to set up enclosures. They have to be able to be able to remove, uh, have operatives wear protective clothing, respiratory protective equipment. All equipment used uh, must be up to date. The company must be legally certified to carry out hazardous waste collection. Um, and they must uh, be fully approved and trained, insured uh, to handle, collect and transport asbestos. So what really what I'm saying there is that when you start on this, this journey to do this work, either you are going to hire the company to take away the asbestos or the company that's going to do the refurbishment is going to hire a company to do that. There is a small number of companies uh, out there that are legally, uh, I suppose, certified to remove, um, take, take off, remove um, and dispose of asbestos. Um, so you need to make sure that, that it's done by one of those companies. Yeah, so it's a job for the professionals. In terms of fire and fire risk, you know, what, what can pig farms do? You know, what would they or should they include in their fire plans to, to try and improve an existing fire plan? So obviously fires, you know, has horrendous consequences for, you know, for, for, the, for you, the employer and the employees uh, and obviously the business itself. So anybody trying to deal with a fire um, or the consequences of a fire, you know, it's something you definitely want to avoid. So where do you start? Really, you need to start by, by, by thinking about the type of work that, that's happening on the farm um, and how it's been done and that it's not causing any risk of fire. Um, so that you know that's that's very very important first of all then obviously electrical circuits uh, fuse cabinets um you know it's re- it should be regularly checked get your electrician in uh, regularly check all your electrical equipment um you need to obviously have you know the correct fire rating for the building you need to have a sufficient source of water um very important also maybe to get the fire officer to have a look around so that they are familiar with the actual site and what's happening on site Sometimes maybe, you know, fire, when a fire brigade comes in for a, to, to deal with a fire, you know, it takes them a while to get to know what's happening and where it's happening and where water is. 
the types of animals that are in different buildings. All that can be done maybe beforehand if a fire officer can come in and maybe give a small bit of, of, of advice also in relation to what you can do to uh, to, 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 to make, make it easier for them and to avoid obviously having the fire in the first place. So correct water, water tank size, hose connections for fire engines, and then obviously having fire drills and having a fire officer, you know, someone on, on the, the farm that has responsibility of, of keeping an eye out for, um, for, for issues associated with fire risk and obviously taking, taking control of having regular fire drills. Uh, and another one here for you, uh, solar panels. You know, we're, we're getting a lot of queries from farmers now looking at reducing energy costs and things like that. And solar panels uh, is one of the, the key alternatives we're being told about. Is there anything to be aware of from a health and safety perspective from solar panels or the use of them? Yeah, so so obviously, you know, anything you try to do to make things better, you, you know, you, need, you don't want unintended consequences associated with that. So, so when you start down the road of thinking about putting up solar panels, you need to think about the company that you're going to 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 contract to do this type of work. If you're going to do it under TAMS, there's a large number of different terms and conditions that you need to kind of make sure that you um, adhere to when you're going down this road. Yeah. The first thing maybe is to think about the building that you're going to put it on. What type of, 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 of uh, as we talked about earlier, uh, roofing material is there? Is there asbestos and is that going to have an issue with putting them up there? Obviously, the, the structure of the building underneath, is it, has it the capacity to actually uh, hold those, uh, those solar panels? Um, you know, is there, require, is there a need to have or should you need to have a structural engineer to look at the building beforehand? The company that puts them up, if it's under TAMS, they have to hold on to, they have to do risk assessments. They have to hold on to the calculations and the assessments that they do uh, afterwards to ensure that there's there's adequate time spent on looking at, let's say, wind risk, structural um, uh, issues associated with trying to put up the panels. Obviously, the wiring then is very, very important. There needs to be isolation switches in place to ensure that, you know, if issues arise, we'll say where maybe there's wind or something like that and roofing materials start to move, then you need to be able to isolate these particular um, pieces of equipment, these solar panels, so that um, issues, you know, so that they don't go create a, a fire risk or, or you know, elect electrocution risk. Um, low location of batteries and inverters, uh, and the types that you actually purchase, um, you know, there needs to be thought put into that as well, where they're located and that they're they're not causing any any fire risk. Um, they need to be included in your safety statement also. So, um, you know, when they come in on site and they're they're put into place, you need to include them in your safety statement in relation to how they're being managed and, and the procedures associated with them. And just finally, just to finish off, we're, we're heading now into the darker end of the year and hitting into winter time. Um, what winter tips would you have for farmers? Well, just a few, really. Like I suppose, the you know, try low and working is, is is something that you know might start to happen a little bit more often as maybe people working early mornings or late evenings on their own. You know, try to work in pairs if you can, and make sure you bring a mobile phone with you. Um, you know, what I would say is, uh, from the perspective of noise, you know. Keeping your sometimes the feeding time it can be over eighty decibels. So I didn't mention ear protection, but it's important to have it and have it with you on if you're in in in, in the buildings at that particular time. Falls from heights can be an issue. Also, obviously, maybe some maintenance as we talked about earlier, maintenance done to buildings before maybe obviously well in advance of storms or, or after storms or something like that. You know, it's important to kind of make sure that 
there's there's this kind of a, a procedure there for getting up there that you you you, ha- you are competent to do it. Obviously, we'd be recommending bringing in contractors in site to do that type of work. Um, farm equipment around the yard may be moving a little bit more often. People have been knocked down in buildings and yards. You know, it is becoming an increasing problem and the HSA statistics are showing it. So what we're really saying there is try to avoid blind corners or try to design them out so that, you know, you, you don't have machines coming around the corner um, and, and, and people maybe walking out in front of, of them, maybe not being able to hear them due to other machines that are working close by. Encouraging operators to drive at appropriate speeds. Obviously, go to lighting at this time of the year is important. So taking time now to get them cleaned. Back then to maybe working at heights, making sure you're using appropriate equipment to get up there to change bulbs or change lenses. Obviously, we're maybe recommending that you would get the, the, the certified electrician in to do those types of jobs also. Um, yard surfaces, you know, sometimes maybe this time of the year, you might get a chance to fix any holes or potholes or cracks that might be there that might be trip hazards. Um, and doors, gates and barriers around the yard, you know, they could be damaged during the year. It's important now to take time to, to replace them. And swinging doors are obviously very important or <coughs> are, are very high risk, sorry, I should say. So maybe, you know, if it was possible to take time to maybe uh, move them to be sliding doors or roller doors, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be useful use the time as well. Francis, thanks for joining us on the show today. There's some great advice there for, for our listeners, so uh, I'm sure they'll get something out of it. Uh, so thanks for your time and thanks for joining us. Thanks very much, Kieran. Thanks for having me on. That's it for the latest episode of The Pig Edge, and my thanks to Francis Bly for joining me on the show. And don't forget to rate, review, and follow The Pig Edge on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a show. And for more information on farming, go to chagas.ie.